Oh, Josh. Oh, Josh Helber. Sweet, sweet vindication may be coming for your boy this morning. I was down a little bit, man. This conference realignment stuff and my belief in the Pac-12, kneecapped, ankled. I was like the Armani Python search for the Holy Grail. Are those references lost on people? No, I, I think most of our audience okay. understands. I was like the knight that reminded the prince, "'Tis just a flesh wound," as my legs were cut off and my arm was cut off. My belief, my hill that I had to accept yesterday afternoon and at some points this morning, uh, I was ready to die on. Might have just been rebuilt a little bit over the last thirty minutes. This is just nuts. So let's recap. Your boy, who thinks he knows a lot about conference realignment, doesn't know anything, has constantly said one thing. I think the playoff access, I think the 12-team playoff, six automatic bids, and a Pac-12 that with an Oregon and a Washington and, you know, every once in a while Stanford will have a year or Arizona State might have a year. There's a chance it could be a two-bid league, but at the very best, it's a one-bid league. You're going to get a team in every year. You can make the playoffs, and you've got a shot to win a national championship. That matters. It's also the idea that the Pac-12 could survive. Now, let's be clear. Josh, there still seems to be one major hurdle to overcome before I really start throwing my where Plank was right victory parade here. And y'all should listen to me whenever it comes to this kind of stuff because I just don't make it up and throw it off the wall to see if it sticks. But I have sourced it through at least one and a half people. But how blown away are you right now as we roll in this morning? And I've listened. Y'all, I've been up since 4 a.m. So if there is anything on conference realignment and the Arizona and Washington Board of Regents meeting from last night, I've either read it or listened to it. Coming out of both of those was a belief that there's no way the Pac-12 can survive. What in the world happened in the span of the last seven hours behind the scenes, Josh, to get us to this point at 9.06 a.m. on August 4th, 2023, it looks like the Pac-12 might survive and not lose another school. The Pac-9, I guess I should say now. Colorado to the Big 12, USC and UCLA off to the Big Ten, but now at nine teams, and I don't know if expansion is in the future for the Pac-10 or not, or Pac-9, whatever, but how, how did this happen over the span of the last few hours? If it plays out like that, right, and the, those nine do sign the grant of rights, well, then Arizona got cold feet, is what it is. I mean, there's there's nothing beyond that, or – a masterful final sell job from friends in high places mm-hmm. that uh, you cared a lot about. Can I give you my theory? I don't think Arizona State had an offer. I don't think Arizona State's been invited or is in the process of being considered for invitation to the Big 12. I don't think Utah is either. I think the Big 12 wanted Arizona. And Oregon and Washington. I don't think they wanted Oregon and Washington. I think that was a Big 10 thing. I think the Big 12 and Brett Yormark's mind. My opinion, Josh. My opinion. 
Because how many times have we seen any conversation linking Oregon and Washington to the uh, Big Ten, Big Twelve? Everything with them was the Big Ten, right? Well, right. I, but I think that's because the Big Twelve <laughs> didn't think they had a good chance to get either of them. I also think that the Big Twelve has gone to its TV partners on many occasions to say, "All right, how about this team?" And I think ESPN or Fox would say, "Nah, no, thank you." How about this team? Nah. But I'm blown away because you're looking at two Pac-12 teams in Colorado and Arizona that had full share offers from the Big 12 to join it right away. $31.4 million. And you're telling me that the Pac-12 with <laughs> couldn't come up with a better TV deal than what they allegedly had? So in my mind, done so done, right? But something happened. Arizona, Arizona State, Northern Arizona are all under the same Board of Regents. So when those meetings take place, Josh, that's three universities that come together. I don't think Arizona State had an invite to the Big 12. And I think that had they got an invite, maybe they both go. I don't think they were going to let them leave. That's me. This my, and who knows what comes out. That's my opinion. And you, you're going to read and see and talk about, boy, if Arizona State and Arizona decide to stay together in the Pac-12 – I don't – again, I think the Big 12's plan now is if that happens, you're going to see UConn added probably before the end of the show today. And I think you'll see the Pac-12 potentially end up either staying at nine or going after one San Diego State or SMU. It's wild. I mean, I know you're scrolling through it right now. It is wild what has happened in just the last 15 minutes, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, 25 minutes ago, Brett McMurphy's tweet and Pete Thamel's reports that basically at the last moment, there's momentum that they're going to sign this grant of rights deal and that Arizona's going to stay there. And again, I, I go back to that quote that uh, you guys read at the right before the top of the hour. Quote, if Arizona leaves, Arizona's Bobby Robbins should win an Oscar. End quote. <laughs> and he might, though. You know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not ruling it out that they're actually staying together. Oh, really? I'm not convinced. No, absolutely not. So you're not – I can't take my victory parade No, I I don't think either side can. Then what's the holdup? What would you say could still happen? I think Arizona could come to the Big 12, and and other schools could too. I I don't think there's – where's the offers for the other schools that are public? The only offer we know that the Big 12 has put out there is Arizona, Right. I mean, that was the public thing. The Big 12 has cleared it. Its presidents have been invited. And we all know, right, you're not – no one's going to accept an invitation unless it's out there. But this is one of the first times where you hear, hey, formal invitation extended, and they were just waiting on Arizona. Well, I don't know if it's been extended other places. Well, and I think that's more about Arizona State and Utah haven't but at the moment made the decision to come to the Big right, 12. Right, right. No, but, but here him my point. That's 60 to – 90 more million dollars. I don't think that the ESPN and the Fox, the Fox, I don't think they had thrown that out to him. I don't think they offered him that. So I hear what you're saying, but I think the only team that was really invited was Arizona right now. And it, it could be just that. I mean, maybe that is the, uh, the staller here, which if that's the stall, could be. if that's what's holding things up, then I mean, it makes sense, right? If you're not going to get a full share, if you're the other two, but uh, your mark and others, have you not learned from lessons in the past? That sure. The, the way for this thing to work is Oklahoma and Texas were gone. They were going to the Pac-12. 
and it was no thanks on Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. And how silly, at one point last night when this thing looked like it was crumbling down, you thought about that, right? right. What, you know, how different this thing could be if they had just said, you know what, well, let's let's bite the bullet here and let's bring Oklahoma State and Texas Tech so we can have OU in Texas. And similar thing here, if if you couldn't work out the final details to get Arizona State and Utah as well, then to me that's a massive and grave error. Yeah. Which, again, who knows? Who knows? Right? I could be dead wrong. Though they all could have – I just publicly – so I've heard, okay, can you leave that up real quick so I can read that Jason Shear tweet? Because I don't buy this. I don't think that the coaches had been told in Arizona that they were full steam ahead of the Big 12 yet. I think whoever told him that might be really a, a jilted booster or somebody that got mad about them not leaving. I don't think that anyone is telling coaches anything until it's a done deal. Right? I did, Kudos on being on with a few of these things, Jason, in your reporting, but I think it's okay to say – Something changed at the last minute. Maybe another media partner swooped, swooped, in. How would that? What would be the pop? Swooped in. I don't know. And it shocks me that. And it shocks me, Josh, that there wouldn't be any of the TV network guys like Thamel or Bruce Feldman that would have like some update on. Okay, is there? Is there something to this on the TV side? Right? Is there another deal that's been? Bumped in there because it's funny. You've got Pete Thamel's uh, Twitter feed up right now. And literally 11 hours ago, ESPN.com reporting Arizona's discussions with the Big 12. D- deal expected to be finalized soon. Very next tweet. Oregon's expected to stay in the Pac-12. Arizona's not finalized its deal with the Big 12. Same tweet. With Oregon not leaving, heading into the meeting, the school is trending towards not joining the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 looks like it's going to stay together. Wild, man. This is one of the more insane 180s that we've seen in a long time. And there might be one final twist in it, or we're going to find out that, uh, yeah, this thing's, this thing's going to work together. But the Big Ten has – not wanted to seem predatory, right? They don't and, want to be the bad guy. Which is a wild thing, too, in all of this, right? Well, because they started out as the bad guy. So, <laughs> I, I mean, they sat there and shook hands and talked about an alliance on TV and then went and backstabbed the, the Pac-12 in the, the dead of the night. So the idea that, oh, we don't want to be the bad guy is just absurd. But they, they've taken that stance, oh, we don't want to be the bad guy. We don't want to be the, the bad guy. Okay, well, now these reports are coming out. Is there one final twist where the Big Ten says, no, 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 we, we do want Oregon and Washington, and all of a sudden it gets done with the Big Ten? Because based on these reports here, Oregon's decision to stay is what's keeping this thing together. I've got two – well, I got an – it's funny you mentioned that. I found the old clips of the Alliance where the, Andy Staples played them on his podcast where they're like – we don't need a signed agreement. We looked each other in the eye. I, I, I've got that for you a little bit later. His, on this what show. a historic moment, in right? Right. Athletics. Um, but I also have some interesting perspective that I want to share with you, involving the future of conference realignment, if you will, from the guys that have covered this from the the Pac-12 side. John Wilner. You know, where did where did things go so wrong for the Pac-12? 
and how can they save it? And by the way, you're right, Josh. There could be another wild turn. They could look at that grant of rights and go, yeah, no, no, we're not, we're not doing it. What's the, oh, that's, a, that's an hour ago. I stayed up till midnight last night, Josh. I had a 5 to 8 a.m. show this morning. Of course, we did go up to the 918. What's up, Tulsa? Had some great rib crib last night as we said adios to my son as he gets set to go back to West Point for his second year. But the whole way home, I, I, could, I, was, I was waiting for updates, something, anything. What's going on here? I got home. I somehow found a way to watch a stupid Board of Regents meeting. By the way, I love all the Regents that listen to this program, and I know you do because you guys check in. But how y'all stay awake during those things? Like, what's the, what's the key there? Because, ooh, dog, that is some boring stuff, man. I don't know. Double shot of espresso. Wow. That was tough. Tough. But I digress. I guess to hear where we were an hour ago, and to see where we are now is pretty crazy. It is. It's absolutely nuts. Question off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line that I want you guys to answer at 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. Just as a general thought, are you happy with the idea of the Pac-10 surviving? In other words, is there a nostalgic bone in any of you? That would have been a little bit sad to see the Pac-12, Pac-10, what, a Pac-8 go. I got to admit, Josh, I, I was thinking about it late last night, and as much as we're in you know, Big 8, Big 12, now SEC country, it just always seems like the Pac-10's been a part of college football, or a, a part of our lives from the college athletics. From the Rose Bowl to the UCLA basketball runs to Pete Carroll's USC teams to – Chip Kelly's Oregon squads, what Stanford was able to do in the Harbaugh and, oh gosh, why, David Shaw, Shaw, thank you, Ayers. I was getting a little bit, man, I almost see the Pac-12, Pac-10 go away. A league since 1915. Wow. And last night it felt like it was hooked up to the machines and it was on life support. Mm-hmm. So, quick break. We're going to uh, continue to monitor this. Now, um, there's been a topic on this show a lot, or maybe it should be like a me laying on the couch and Josh telling me if I'm right or if I'm wrong or if I'm overanalyzing something because I feel like, Josh, I'm overanalyzing something involving training camp, and I either, A, need to be put in my place or, B, told, no, 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 I do the same thing or that's right. We'll dive into that next. Sooner softball fans are in a little bit of a defense mode based on Jenny Carlson's article. Kinsey Hansen's tweet was fantastic. Thankfully, someone got to it. A reminder that uh, Jenny is, is, is a female, not a male. Understand, she, she, I don't know if she's ever met Jenny. But we'll dive into why I don't think you should be too outraged about it. I mean, coaches even said it. I joked about it off the top of the show yesterday. I like being the NWO. They sold a lot of T-shirts. They made an impact on me. And guess what? They won. So we'll dive into all that coming up. Uh, and Kelly Maxwell did not have a fancy Instagram video. She didn't have a, a a graphic even that I've seen so far. Did you see what she did? Just updated the Instagram page. Just updated her bio. Oklahoma, picture number 28. Same thing on Twitter. Where she gained a follower last night. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll continue to monitor this, but – 
Am I crazy part one on the show today next on The Ref? All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Here's the funny thing, Josh. You're right as far as twists and turns are concerned. Because the Big Ten, if it really wanted to, could say, all right, come on, we'll give you 50 mil. It's like, oh, all right, see you, Pac-12. I mean, the Big Ten could really submarine it anytime they want. Or, or, or the Big 12, if, as I theorize, the conversation is they only wanted Arizona, not Arizona State, would say, all right, Arizona State, come on. I just think TV's involved in this somehow. I think there is an ESPN. I, I, I think there is an ESPN versus Fox component here, and Fox has been out for a while on the Pac-12. And ESPN has always kind of been on the peripheral, if you will. Is that the proper way to put it? And I wonder if they just said, and maybe it became fighting over percentages on whether or not they were going to help fund more Big 12 teams that came. And they're like, all right, forget it. We're just going to put our money into the Pac-12. Which it still blows my mind that anyone with a TV network would say, and I'm a Big 12 guy. I'm in Big 12 country. But anyone with, with a TV network would be, let's invest in Arizona versus Iowa State, and let's not invest in Arizona versus Oregon or Arizona versus Washington or even Arizona versus Cal, but let's invest in Arizona versus Baylor. It's like, Yeah, it's a good what? point. It, it doesn't – historically, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But as it's sta- – whose reporting are you buying right now, Josh? Who are we going with? I'm number buying one, a little bit one. of everyone. So, okay, well, then here's the latest from Dennis Dodd. He is saying that Oregon to Washington has become a coin toss. To the Big Ten or staying? Yeah. But, again, that doesn't seem to be as definitive as the Pete Thamel and Ross Dellinger reporting. This this is what I'm saying. I'm not convinced they're staying. I'm not convinced they're going. I think it depends on probably which sourcing you're talking to. If you're talking to a certain Pac-12 president – Oh, we're strong. Right. We, you know, we've got late momentum here. I don't think Arizona's going. If you talk to an Arizona source, it might be, uh, no, we're, we're thinking we're about to go. It's just there's no telling. And we don't know what's real, right? There's that report out there that says, oh, they wanted $10 million to cover their travel fees. Or Washington to the Big Ten. You're like, right. Good I, luck with that. Right. I, I don't – I mean, I – I like to demand things in contract negotiations. As a good-spirited American would. Right. But and, and by the way, my wife is like Washington. If that is true, I just can't fathom it being true. My wife is Washington. So we, just, we should get a suite. Why don't we have a suite? Like, Sarah, if Sarah Plank was handling my negotiations, I'd be the joke of the internet because they're like, but Plank, Plank's asking for like eight-season tickets and – Two golf club memberships, right? So I, I know there's that mindset out there for some people. But I think there's more common sense where it's, if you know you're on your way to the Big Ten, you're not going to ask them for $10 million to cover your travel expenses, right? There is this thing called common sense that has to factor in at some point. Like, let's right? just get in. Right! That's wild. That's wild. All right, this is going to be quick. This is going to be quick. Uh, and, and good stuff on the text line. I asked the question, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We'll get to it right up to the bottom of the hour. Is there any – I mean, I found myself in a kind of nostalgic pit at times yesterday 
where I didn't want to see the Pac-12, Pac-10 die. I don't have any geographical tie to anything in that region. I was a UCLA fan whenever I was in high school and younger. But I just, for some reason, didn't want to see it die with USC and UCLA leaving. And then Oregon, Washington off, Arizona, maybe Arizona State and Utah off. I don't know. Well, it's just like the Big 12, just like how people around here have felt for the better part of 13 years. Right. To where it's, no, these schools are supposed to be together. But for some reason, um, a lot of people were celebrating the death of it. But do you stand in a place now where it's, all right, this is cool. I'm glad to see that the Pac-12 can stay alive. 405-651-3439. If it does. Here, you're still not buying this, are you? No. Not not until there's a grant of rights signed, I'm not buying it. Whenever, when it happens, do you want to do an Arnie Spanier and bet your job on it? (laughs) I bet my job that it's not done. Um. So I am, I've got a confession to make, Josh Elmer. At my core, I am just a stupid fan, okay? I just, all these things I try to sound smart about and say, don't do this, don't act like this, don't be like that. In a lot of ways, I'm guilty of those evils that I speak of, right? Specifically, not overall, but specifically with my teams, right, with my squads, very guilty of it, right? I am a who, – who's our – who's the guy that they named on the Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet text line recruiting Doomer? That's like me with the Raiders right now. Have a Raiders conversation with me. You'll walk away really feeling bad for me. It's like, ooh, that's not good. <laughs> Things but, are not going well. So I, I give all that disclaimer to say I try to be – all right, I try to put broadcasting hat on, but I can't, and I think that's fine, and I think you guys accept me for it. Am I reading way too much into every single highlight package that I watch and trying to see what players making plays and who's doing what for Oklahoma or trying to gauge who's in the background or why are they featuring this guy? Boy, that's a lot on this one player. Am, am I – I don't know. There's no such thing as reading too much into camp. You think so? Which, by the way, all of our camp conversation – Brought to us by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. <laughs> so with that in mind, and by the way, Neutral Vodka Seltzer, uh, the official OU Athletics Vodka Seltzer sponsor, Vodka Seltzer and real fruit juice. Um, vodka Seltzer. Gosh, I might need one of those by the end of hour one on this show. <laughs> I think uh, I think our man Clive Kopp might need a couple. Well, he might he might be celebrating. <laughs> by day's end, sure. Uh, but you accept you accept me. As somebody who's going to try to not do this, but yet look at that and say, huh, interesting. First guy they show, Woody Washington. Hmm. Seems like a lot of L.V. Bunkley Shelton in these highlights. Oh, look at Colby McKenzie. He looks a little bigger. Looks a little bigger right now. Huh. Interesting. The one close-up they have of a guy going through a, a, a drill on the offensive line is Troy Everett. Oh, look. There's Woody Washington again. Oh, wait, hold on. They showed a highlight of Jackson Arnold throwing the football before they did Dylan Gabriel. He's starting. Now, I want to be very clear. There is, I mean, no reason, Josh Helmer, none whatsoever for me to feel this way. When those highlights are sent out, I don't think anyone sits down and goes, well, Coach Venables wanted to make sure that we put X player before the other player. But, like, my mind – 
Yeah, no, no, no. I've, I, I, I can't ignore that logic that's out there right now. I'm looking at these things, and I'm drawing to the nth degree conclusions about it. It couldn't just be that it was good B-roll, you know? It couldn't just be that maybe the the TV networks would want to see are those who weren't able to get out. And I don't think there was any shooting in practice yesterday anyway. I don't think anyone could take video of it, but they can today. Um Maybe it's just that people wanted to see what Jackson Arnold looked like out at practice or Peyton Bowen. Not in my mind, Josh. So you'll embrace me getting over analytical and over talkative and over dramatic over I'll every practice B-roll highlight that I watch. Why not? Absolutely. I've watched that B-roll at least 15 times. And every single time, there's two things that bother me. Number one. The second pass they throw from Jackson Arnold that comes out of his hand wobbly. I'm like, what is that? And then Dylan Gabriel throws a screen pass without like holding the laces. And I'm just, that shows, I'm telling you, I'm not kidding. I've overanalyzed this thing right now. Woody Washington's form looks fantastic taking out the tackle dummy. Yeah, we just need some football, don't we? And last night did not do it for me. I'm just going to be honest with you. All right, well, we can overanalyze B-roll footage. That's what we'll do here with our camp reports brought to you by Neutral. Uh, Today, the media does get a viewing window. So you'll see a lot more videos and pictures. Uh, It's happening while we're on the air, as a matter of fact. So I'm sure there'll be uh, quite a bit that will start rolling in as this program progresses. But we got recruiting, or listen to me, conference realignment rumors that we need to clear up, and we'll do our best next. Plus, Josh, we do have a very special guest today on this year very radio program. And if I fail to mention it, well, that's on me. The, um, the new women's soccer coach at Oklahoma, Matt Mott, will be joining us at the bottom of the 10 o'clock hour. They've got an exhibition game on Sunday at John Crane Field. Coach Mott will join us coming up at 10.30. But we're to the text line next on The Ref. Things I pushed back against that I'm becoming a fan of Josh Helmer. Several. Stephen A. Smith is one. Gotta admit, respect the grind. He he does work incredibly hard. Maybe too hard sometimes. That it costs him on some of his knowledge here and there. There's no doubt. <laughs> but I, I'm with you, right? So that, that's a 180. It's the master of all or... You know. a, a master of a few... Jack of all trades, master of none. There you go. There you go. We got there. Um, number two, and maybe most importantly for today's show, is ESPN the Ocho. Gosh, I hated this whenever it came out because I'm like, ah. Oh. Now, it's on ESPN. I don't know if it's like an all-week thing or whatever, but ESPN the Ocho has this sport called Omega Ball on right now where it's basically soccer, but there's three different goals. And I don't know the rules. I don't care to know the rules. I just know there is a lot going on. And whenever I was listening to it, for a sport that I think is like two years old, <laughs> these offic- these analysts know everything about it. It's like, what? Earlier this morning, Josh, I mentioned I've been up. Have I told you I've been up early today? Earlier this morning uh, on ESPN, the Ocho, they had an Excel spreadsheet challenge. I'm not kidding. And right before that, they had an auctioneering. The Wisconsin Auctioneer State Championships were on. I think there's a point, Ocho, where you can say, 
yeah, I don't think the auctioneering championship fits in what we gonna what we're gonna do. Like, which goal do you decide you're going after, Josh? So there's three teams playing at once. That's right. This is. Uh, it sounds I mean, like something Trey and Matt made up, like <laughs> basketball. <laughs> no doubt. This is like uh, this is like something you'd play on the PS5. I can't wait to get the text. You dummy, you score on the other team. Like, but how do you decide, right? If you're the Rounders and the Drift and the Eagles are playing each other. What if the Eagles, which it looks like they're doing, what if the Eagles and the Drift just team up and are like, hey, let's beat the snot out of the Rounders. What do you say? And just, <laughs> yeah, like you said, that might be exactly what's going on. <laughs> All right. Um, where were we? Oh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Again, I'm going to update this quite a bit because this is breaking during the show, and apparently it's going to come to a resolution at the at the top of this hour. But according to reports, for now, Josh isn't buying all of it. But for now, it looks like the Pac-12 will, will survive. And they're at least getting the grain of rights presented to them. That's right. Um, the Pac-12 has a meeting this morning to discuss its media deal and future as well. Well, how do we how do we know that when you get back into that meeting, it's the same stuff that you walked away from last week? How do we not know that while this montage is going on, it's going to be a montage? It's simply Arizona State saying, yeah, we're not going to let you go to the Big 12. And the, the Big 10 saying, yeah, we're not going to give you any extra money. I mean, how do we not know that this might not be George Klyvkoff saving the day but just options dwindling for those involved. Or the Arizona Board of Regents saying no. Possible. Because, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because Arizona State doesn't want to go. Doesn't want to go. I've, I have my theory. My don't theory, have the offer. Right, is that my theory is that Arizona State and Utah aren't invited to the Big 12 right now. That's not to say they won't be. But for now. Or at least not invited under the same conditions of, as Arizona. Well, but – Again, we talked about this financial side, and I think it's a major deal that people just blow past in any of these conversations. You just can't willy-nilly invite someone unless you have the money to pay them. And the Big 12 went to its remaining eight schools whenever they brought in UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, and BYU. And while they took a partial share, those eight remaining gave up money to make that whole, and then they got reimbursed from Oklahoma and Texas – Exit fees. Quote-unquote exit fees, right? ESPN has agreed to its portion for Colorado, as did Fox. You would think, with the Arizona invite being public, ESPN agreed to that. But, I, again, we were led to believe that ESPN was on board for any Power 5 edition right. up to 16. Right. But, again, I don't – I mean, if you think about that, that's going four more schools – that's for ESPN, $90 million extra they're tagging on to that deal. That's a lot. And before you're like, ah, that doesn't. But they're only responsible for 66%. The other is, the other 23% is, is Fox. So unless there was another partner that was jumping in, you would need some help if Fox said no. So I just, there's not a bottomless pit of cash here for the Big 12 to go out and bring in teams. And apparently, if they do add Colorado, that's at a partial. <laughs> They're only getting part of it. So, anyway, it, it's developing, and we're following it and monitoring it. If, uh, if the Pac-9 does indeed sign a grant of rights in the next, let's say, half hour, hour, whatever, before right. we sign off the show, before day's end, 
UConn, does that happen quickly? I think so. For the Big 12? I think so. I think so. Um, the man who covers Arizona State, Chris Cartman, writes, Arizona is doing everything it can to leave. The Arizona Board of Regents wants the schools to be together and has authority. Michael Crow, Arizona State, is pushing for more consideration. Pac-12 is meeting this morning on a grant of rights. It's getting very messy. Crow has always preferred the Pac-12 to stay together. He's a very powerful man in this group, and he's the Arizona State president. See, that's where I think we're at. I do think it's messy. I don't think that – I don't think Arizona's of the mind that they want to stay, but I think they might stay. Did you just see the tweet that – did you see the tweet that Blink and Riley threw out? The <laughs> no, cat- but is it pretty good? Caterers. <laughs> it's just Bugs Bunny counting money because they're having so many damn meals catered in. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> it's time 45. I wanted to get to text messages. They're so good, so let's do it. Uh, real quick, 405-651-3439. We'll finish up the hour with them. That's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Uh, here in hour one of the Plank Show, which as always is brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com Mark Van Hoos, Mr. 59 he'll take care of you all your fencing needs vhfence.com 405-735-1167 or again vhfence.com alright um, here's one from the 580 I would miss the Pac-12 like I missed the Missouri Valley Conference uh, no but adds Arizona's not tied to state don't have to have regents approval to change conferences. Yeah, if, if, yes, you do. That's what we've learned during this process. They're all under the same board. I mean, that's just the reality of it. That's why when the Cal and the UCLA thing came out, UCLA just decided, hey, dude, don't tell them. Let's just go do this, and then we'll fight afterwards. Which maybe Arizona is like, it's hey. the <laughs> It's the age-old ask for forgiveness. <laughs> a, a terrific approach. Um. It, here's here's at least one, at least one, um, from Smiley, who writes, "We're enjoying the death of the Pac-12. That's why allies are avoiding us, huh?" Um, scary Gary. It's good to see some people that haven't checked in in a while jumping in on this. Uh, scary Gary, if the Pac-12 stays alive after Arizona leaves, surely they have to add at least four more. SMU, San Diego State, but who else could they add? Or could they try to get to 16? I don't. Again, I don't think that there are options for Arizona State and Utah like there are for Arizona right now. So Arizona could still leave, and the Pac-12 might say, all right, later. Let's go add two. Let's go add two. I, I think and, all of it's on the table right now, Scary Gary. If Arizona leaves, which I still think is a, a pretty definite good possibility, possibility, right? It, you know, Oregon, Washington stay. Then to me, it's slam dunk. You add San Diego State, UNLV, and away you go. I just want to tell you this right now, Pac-12. If any of your representatives are listening, if you add the University of Tulsa, <laughs> right, you can count on at least one. Apple TV Plus subscription, and I'll talk my family into it as well, too. So we could get up to four. I don't know if that sways any votes, but if you want the mighty Golden Hurricane, I'm here for you. Seriously, though, 
and I'm, I'm not joking about this. Right. Hypothetically, which obviously it's not going to happen, but Tulsa to the Pac-12, what would it do for enrollment? I think it'd be huge. But then again, though, I'm a homer. What do I know? They, that used to be a, a, a campus that was a commuter campus, and now they've built so much on-campus housing, you couldn't possibly fill it if you wanted to. Hmm. you got so many fancy buildings that serve, I don't know. Whatever purpose. Right. Oh, this is our new state-of-the-art performing arts center. It's awesome. Did you see the light pole fell onto the Reynolds Center? I'm going to fix that. I mean, just you see that. As as the great Dave Sittler once said, which is still one of the greatest things, and Dave, if you're listening, I apologize if I botched the take, but uh, I think it was whenever someone was complaining about facility upgrades, and it's like, facility upgrades? Dave Raider's got a freaking tree in his end zone that his guys have to work around because they would practice out, on, and I think they might still practice out on the fortune, where literally it was right behind Fraternity Row, and there was a tree in one of the end zones where they were trying to practice. So I don't know what's going on. That's there. football right there, football, baby. baby. And it wasn't the cool tree like Broken Arrow used to have behind its, its end zone. It was literally right in the middle of the end zone. All right, listen, we got a break. There's a lot of good stuff. We'll hit them all. Uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is hopping. Uh, Oklahoma's new women's soccer coach, Matt Mott's going to join us at the bottom of next hour. And a camp report, courtesy of Neutral, coming up at 10 a.m. right here on The Ref. <laughs> There's another twist. You call this, right? Oh, yeah. We're, we're, I mean, we're not done, man. Merger? Sources indicate to Pete Thamel and Heather Dinich that the Pac-12 is unlikely to land the plane this morning and get its media rights deal signed on the call today. Yeah, it, Arizona's leaving. Multiple variables at play here, including 11th hour Big Ten push for Oregon and Washington. Ding, ding, ding. Everything remains fluid. Why, why do you think the Big Ten would be pushing so hard for Oregon and Washington? I think that they want more late-night inventory. Okay, I agreed. And I think they're going to get it. I mean, I think it's as simple as that. And they want the two biggest brands. And I think that uh, probably they have visions of grandeur of where this thing's going in the future. Mm-hmm. And they say, we've already got USC, UCLA, and okay, they might not really like this, but you know what? We're bringing Oregon and Washington in. Because those are the other two big boys out west. Hmm. Interesting. It's it's like I said, they didn't want to seem predatory, but as soon as it was like, uh, it's not going to happen. It's like, oh wait, wait, wait a second. I just I I don't understand. I don't understand how they can't, in their minds, accept that they're always going to be viewed as predatory, right? If uh, if they could pin a little bit of the blame on Arizona and Arizona State and Utah, though, PR wise. Not as sure, bad, let, right? Sure, let's, let's do it. Even though anybody that, you know, objectively could look at this thing would say, well, you you started this by adding USC and UCLA. Right. Uh, Sooner, who is that? Sooner Steven writes, have you seen the stuff about Florida State? Yeah, this is interesting this morning. Florida State is working with J.P. Morgan Chase to explore how the school's athletic department could raise capital from institutional funds such as private equity. Interesting. Um, my gosh, is Florida State broke? What do you guys did you did you lose all your money paying out those coaches, or what's going on with the way we're acting right now, Seminoles? What is this? Florida State is working with J.P. Morgan Chase 
to see how it can raise capital from institutional funds. Institutional money has poured into professional sports in recent years from the NBA and global soccer to F1 and golf, but this would break new ground by entering multi-billion dollar, the multi-billion dollar world of college sports. This is, I need someone smarter than me. to. I need stats, Kelly. Where's my money, man? The school is considering a structure similar to many of the pro sports investments where commercial rights are rolled into a new company, the private equity funds inserted into that entity, and then recoup its money via future slash sponsorship revenue. That, according to this report from Sportico, is how Silver Lake structured its investment into the New Zealand All Blacks rugby team and how CVC organized a $2.2 billion soccer deal with La Liga. Okay. If I was sitting in that meeting, if I was on the Board of Regents during that presentation, whenever I was done, I was like, um, so like it's kind of like gambling? Is that what we're doing here? Is that <laughs> this is kind of like high stakes? Am I going to the high stakes room here? Is that what's was that happened in Florida? Eh, interesting. Who knows what twists and turn waits us <laughs> when we get back in three minutes from now? Who knows? Thanks for joining us for Hour 1 of the Plank Show. Uh, what we've learned so far from camp is minimal, but we'll share a few buzz topics next.